Several high-profile races are settled in the 2022 midterm elections, but one will still be decided in a runoff. And Tropical Storm Nicole bears down on the coast of Georgia and South Carolina. I've got those stories and more in this episode of WTOC's Weekly Wrap, a recap of the week's biggest stories from around the coastal empire and low country. I'm digital anchor Jake Wallace. Thousands of voters in Georgia and South Carolina went to the polls on Tuesday, November 8th to make their voices heard in the 2022 midterm elections. State and national seats were up for grabs in both the Peach and Palmetto states. Georgia featured two races being watched by folks all over the country in the governor's race between incumbent Republican Brian Kemp and Democrat Stacey Abrams and the Senate race between incumbent Democrat Raphael Warnock and Republican challenger Herschel Walker. In the governor's race, Brian Kemp was re-elected, picking up 53% of the vote. Abrams conceded late Tuesday night, setting off the celebration at the Kemp watch party in Atlanta. Here's what Kemp had to say in his victory speech, followed by Abrams speaking to supporters after conceding the race. As you all know, there was a lot of people in high places who thought tonight's victory would never happen. But just like so many times before, you all and Team Kemp proved them wrong. We did not get distracted on this hard-fought campaign. Just like we have stayed focused on putting you first throughout my first term. We woke up every single day talking about how to build a safer, stronger Georgia for you and your family. I say that our vision and our values are never clouded. That our intention is righteous. That our future is bright. And while we may not write the story today, there will always be another chapter. And together, we will get it done. The Senate race between Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker will need a runoff to be decided. Warnock received 35,000 more votes than Walker, but didn't clear the 50% plus one threshold to avoid a runoff. Both candidates remained optimistic about their chances in that second face-off when talking to supporters on election night. Here's Warnock, followed by Walker. We, we are not sure if this journey is over tonight or if there's still a little work yet to do. But here's what we do know. We know that when they're finished counting the votes from today's election, that we're going to have received more votes than my opponent. We know that. And I told you, he's going to be tough to beat. He's going to be tough to beat. But let me tell you what, he got the wrong Georgia here, don't he? So I want to tell y'all, if you can hang in, hang in there a little bit longer. Just hanging there a little bit longer because something good, it takes a while for it to get better. That runoff election will take place on December 6th with early voting beginning on November 28th. In other Georgia races, incumbent Republicans Buddy Carter and Rick Allen won their re-election bids for the U.S. House seats for Georgia's 1st and 12th districts, respectively. In South Carolina, Governor Henry McMaster was re-elected for his second term. If he completes that term, McMaster will be the first in state history to serve as governor for 10 years. The incumbent Republican earned 58% of the vote over Democratic challenger Joe Cunningham, who was bidding to be the state's first Democrat governor since 1998. Here's McMaster from his victory speech on Tuesday night. It is all about the future of South Carolina. And everybody knows that South Carolina is the best place in the whole world to live, work, and raise a family and to grow up. 
And that's what it's about. It's about our children. It's about the future. It's about what we're going to do for them. And ladies and gentlemen, we're on a, we're on a good track right now. South Carolina's booming, and we're going to keep on booming. We're going to keep on booming. Booming. Longtime incumbents James Clyburn and Tim Scott earned re-election once again on Tuesday. Clyburn, a Democrat, held on to his U.S. House seat for South Carolina District 6, while Scott, a Republican, won bid for his re-election to the U.S. Senate. Republican Nancy Mace was also re-elected to her U.S. House seat for the state's first district, defeating Dr. Annie Andrews on Tuesday. Here's Mace one day after her victory. I represent everyone in the 1st Congressional District, so I don't care what your political affiliation is, Republican, Democrat, or Independent, if you like us or not, I don't care. I represent every single voter, and my door is always going to be open to every single voter in the Low Country. You can see the results from every race, local, state, and national, at our website, WTOC.com. You'll find the link in the description of this podcast episode. Coastal Georgia and the Low Country started to feel the effects of Tropical Storm Nicole on Thursday, November 10th, as wind and rain picked up throughout the area. Nicole made landfall as a hurricane just south of Vero Beach, Florida, around 3 a.m. on Thursday, before quickly weakening back to a tropical storm. While the storm didn't cause much trouble in the WTOC viewing area, it did bring very high tides to Hilton Head and Tybee Island. Chatham County Police temporarily closed Highway 80 to Tybee on Thursday afternoon due to water covering the road. Here's Joel Kadoff from Fort Pulaski National Park, located right off the highway near Tybee Island. You know, honestly, I would say we, we see something like this about once a year, you know, especially around this time when we have king tides, you know, after that fall moon and... And uh, so, I mean, I don't think that this is, you know, out of the ordinary. It's just the, uh, you know, the storm on top of that that's a little, a little strange. More rain and wind is expected the first half of Friday, November 11th, with things calming by the afternoon. Stay with the WTOC First Alert weather team for the latest updates on Nicole. You'll find the link to the weather page in the description of this podcast episode. One of Savannah's famous city squares will be getting a new name. Here's WTOC's Mike Sela with the story from Thursday, November 10th. New at 6, Savannah City Council has officially voted to remove the name of Calhoun from Calhoun Square. A coalition has been heading the effort to change the name for years now. John C. Calhoun was the seventh vice president of the United States from South Carolina who supported slavery. Mayor Van Johnson saying today the city will now begin a conversation about what the unnamed square will be named. The mayor spoke about what the process will look like. This is a process that did not take place uh, in 1851, but we have the opportunity to do it now. We won't rush the process, we'll take our time, we'll hear the voices, we'll research the names, the places, the concepts, uh, that is submitted. It will go through the city's prescribed process and then the city council will decide on a name. Mayor Johnson says the public will have the chance to weigh in on what they want the square to be renamed. Of course, we will continue to follow this process. A dog stolen from the Humane Society for Greater Savannah was returned by a good Samaritan a few days later. The Humane Society says Frida, a four-year-old female hound, was stolen from its kennel at the shelter on the night of Tuesday, November 8th. Humane Society security cam footage shows a man break in, then walk out with Frida. The Humane Society reported the man also had a weapon. On Thursday, November 10th, Frida was returned. 
The Humane Society says a driver saw Frida darting through traffic at the intersection of Abercorn and White Bluff Road and picked her up and took her to the shelter, not knowing the dog had been stolen from there just days earlier. The Humane Society says Frida was dirty and wet, but will otherwise be okay. You can get the latest news, weather, and sports updates every night on The News and all the time at WTOC.com and on the WTOC app. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend.